0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 603. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Mark with chapter 12. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We will start chapter 12 today. We may or may not finish it. The parable of the tenants. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it. A others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, they will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir, come let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the the parable against them, but they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away." So the beginning of this section here in chapter 12 said Jesus then began to speak. Whenever you see that, it means that we're tying this into that previous story. And the previous story in chapter 11 was that the people came to Jesus and said, by whose authority do you do this? And he said, well, whose authority did John the Baptist have? And they didn't have an answer for him, so he did not answer them. And then he tells this story. So he is telling this story where the teachers of the law have just been asking him about authority, and he is basically saying, you're like those tenants who owe the owner but don't want to pay, and they have shamefully treated and even killed some of the servants of the owner, and those would be the prophets that he's referring to here. And so he sends his son, whom he loves, thinking they will respect him and instead they kill him. And what do you think the owner will do? The owner is going to come down with fury and he's going to kill them and give away the vineyard to someone else. And the teachers of the law got this. They understood when he is saying the stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, that he is talking about them he is saying that they have rejected Jesus, and so God will reject them and so again they are determined to do Jesus in. And one of the ways they come to trap him is this following story, paying the imperial tax to Caesar. Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we pay? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Bring me a denarius, and let me look at it. They brought him the coin, and he asked them, whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. So in this particular story, there is a trap in the sense that paying taxes, especially paying taxes to a foreign power that is occupying you, would be unpopular. And so the thought is, if he says yes, then we can separate him from the people because it would be unpopular to say pay taxes. And if he says no, we can have the Romans arrest him because it is illegal to say no, don't pay your taxes. So it's a pretty good trap, except that Jesus just kind of diffuses the whole thing and leaves us with that very memorable verse, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, that there is some obedience due to our civil government, but there is a lot of obedience due to God. And again, they try and trap him this time with marriage, marriage at the resurrection. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they asked, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died leaving no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error? because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising. Have you not read in the book of Moses, and the account of the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. And so the Sadducees were this separate religious party from the Pharisees, most associated with the high priest and the priestly party, more politically involved and more wealthy, typically. And for some reason, they only accept the first five books of Moses, and they don't mention resurrection, and so the Sadducees don't believe in resurrection And it's a bone of contention between them and the Pharisees. And Jesus will occasionally play the two off against each other because of that. But in this case, they're coming up with this how-many-angels-can-dance-on-a-head-of-a-pin kind of question, this theoretical question that, ha, aha, if you believe in the resurrection, this is going to stump you sort of thing. The seven brothers, they all die, they're all married to the same woman, whose wife is she? And Jesus says, you don't know the scriptures, in resurrection, people will not be given in marriage. They'll be more like the angels. Now, we know that the promise of marriage is till death do us part, but Jesus also informs us that in heaven there are no marriages. Now, I wonder if it's because in this life, being that committed to even one person is so difficult, and yet in the next life, it will be less so when everything is revealed and when we stand before the throne of grace. And so there won't be this need for marriage, this close relationship with just one person. I don't know. That's speculation on my part. But then he comes back with them and says, when Bible talks about God at the burning bush and says the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that that implies that, he is, that those people are not just dead and buried, that there is more to their story, that God is the God of the living. And so he uses that scripture against their argument against the resurrection, if that makes any sense. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.